Before we get into God's word, let me also welcome into our service our good friend, the commissioner from Midlands Tech, Sandy Jackson, Norman Jr. Thank God for Norman Sr., his service on county council, all the wonderful things that he has done and is doing for our community and to our graduates. Thank God for you. Uh, congratulations. Amen. To Sister Terrell Lee, the coordinator of all of this, and to your wonderful staff, come on, give God it. For so many years you have done this and, and worked so faithfully in the background. So thank God so much for you. Let me just give you a praise report. We have been giving scholarships out since 1999. And thanks to many of you, your contributions. And I'm proud to say most of the contributions we get for the scholarship are from people who do not want their names ever called. We've tried to say, let us recognize you. They says, no, we're doing it because we love the Lord. Listen to this report. I just received this report. Since 1999, the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road has given out over $700,000 in scholarships. Let me say that again. Over $700,000. And why do you say that? Because from every devil from the pits of hell that tells you churches don't do nothing. They just have church and they're just a big church and they don't ever help anybody. Tell them the devil is a liar. Some of you who've already graduated from college, you ought to wave your hands. And some of you got the scholarships and didn't quite make it over the finish line. But you have been blessed also. So by the way, to this church family, thank you so very much. I am so proud of what you have done and what you are doing. Amen, somebody? Now, there's a word for you. Look at somebody and say, there's a word for you. We have just concluded a series that's entitled No Worries. The final message of that series is the new series for this summer. That message was supernatural peace. Now, when you stop worrying, you will have, somebody say, supernatural peace that far exceeds human understanding. This is the first of seven messages that God has given us that we are going to share throughout this summer on supernatural peace. Amen. The text is found in 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15 through 17, the New International Version. And this message today is dedicated to all of our graduates, high school and college, to all of our honor roll recipients and to all of you that are still in school and you are on your way across the finish line. Amen. This is a message for you to everyone that the devil says you'll never make it. Amen. This is for you. To everyone that the devil says you're too old, too slow, too whatever. You know, yes, he does say that. Amen. Stutter too much. I'm a living witness to that. Amen. When the counselor tells you, I need to teach you how to make a living with a hammer and a nail, there's nothing wrong with that. He says, because you'll never be able to use your brain. You, you're not just there. That's what a counselor said to me. Eighth grade. You, you won't, son, you won't make it. You, you can't go to college. You are not college material. 
That's what, that's what a counselor said to me. But God is good. Y'all going to make me testify. Sandy, I went back to Hand Middle School as a school board commissioner from District 1, a college degree, and the top student in my class. <laughs> and that counselor happened to be sitting in the audience. And I says, don't you ever doubt anybody else who's a child of God. Amen, somebody? Because God sees what others will never see. I'm helping somebody. 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15, 16, and 17. And it reads, When the servant of the man of God got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh, no, my Lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Verse 16, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Listen to this. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. <laughs> and Elijah prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes. And he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. And the church that loves God's word said, Amen. 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 Verse 16 again said, Those that are with us are more than those that are with them. Catch someone by the hand. Here's the subject. And it's longer than my subjects usually are, but God gave me this subject for these graduates and for all of you that are here and everybody in the audience, those that are viewing by way of social media and internet. Hold those hands and squeeze those hands and look at somebody and say, godly imagination. Now hold on, hold on. Before you turn loose, look back and say, seeing beyond the obvious. Ooh, you may be seated. Godly imagination. Seeing beyond the obvious. Seeing what other folk can't see. <laughs> Knowing what they don't know. Amen, somebody. Listen. In this age of which we all, and I would, I would contend that it is safe to say that we all at times in our lives are, are searching for the keys to what brings success in our life. It doesn't matter how you define success. What matters is at some point we all are looking for it. Amen. We all want to be successful. And so with that in mind, the Lord said to me that it is important that we understand and appreciate the power of imagination. It is important 
that we understand this. I am reminded of a wonderful quote by one of uh, Earth's most brilliant men who perhaps have ever journeyed this way, Abbott Einstein, the iconic Nobel Prize winning physics, who is recorded as saying, and I quote, imagination is more powerful than knowledge. Einstein goes on to say, for knowledge is limited, but imagination encircles the world. He writes that imagination will carry you where knowledge ceases. Somebody ought to say amen. It is important to have an imagination. It has also been said, and I agree that imagination is also more important than your human instincts. It is more important than how you feel about something. People will often tell you that my gut says this. My instinct says this. Look, I'm a big fan of the author Malcolm Gladwell who writes the book Blink. It's one of my favorite books. You've heard me talk about that. Who, who often says that, 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 that we've, got to, we've got to rely on our instincts. But I've come to realize that there are points in our life, there are times in our life in which our instincts can only carry us so far. May I preach? The noted British philosopher by the name of Edmund Burke is quoted as saying, there are no limits to men's passion when they act out of imagination and not out of feelings. He says that when we respond to everything based on how we feel, there are limits and there are mistakes we make. But when you allow your imagination to see what others cannot see, there are absolutely no limits. Now, the word imagination is defined by Webster as simply the ability, and for our purposes today, this is the definition I want to share with you. It is the ability to form mental images or mental, key word is mental, concepts of what is not actually present to the natural senses. It is seeing beyond what is obvious, seeing what others cannot see. If everybody can see it, it's not faith. It takes no imagination to echo what other folk are seeing and doing. We've got a whole lot of imitators and emulators, folk who, who are really good at, at, at duplicating what others are doing. But I like what Bill Gates once said, and they said, what motivated you? He said, I wanted to do something that had not been done yet. It takes imagination to think out of the box because we all are basically followers. We, we live in a society 
of people that follow trends. I don't care if it's churches or businesses or what you wear. You can tell what the latest styles are because folk wear it. But, but what you don't know are the trendsetters. You don't know people who say, I like this whether you like it or not. And if you, if, 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 if you care to compliment me, that's okay. If not, then I'll just do because it feels good to me. It takes boldness to do that. Amen? It, now, that's natural imagination. May I preach this this morning? Listen, godly imagination is when the Lord God empowers us to see what is not obvious to anybody else. When the Lord our God empowers us to see what cannot be seen by the natural eye. The author of the book of Hebrews puts it this way. He calls it faith. And he says, faith is the substance. Things that are hoped for uh, but cannot be seen. We, we, we've got to look beyond what everybody else sees because there'll be times in your life in which folk are going to say to you, you can't make it. They're going to say to you, you don't have what it takes to make it. But they don't know the God you serve or what God has said about you. I was reminded, mother, of the words of advice that my dad gave me. And dad was so profound. And he, and he did not try to micromanage or tell me a whole lot of things to do 20 plus years ago when I became pastor. But he called me to his bedroom one Sunday night. And he said, son, two things you ought to pray that God gives you. One is discernment. Somebody say discernment. He says, you ought to pray that God allows you to hear his voice. And the second is vision. You ought to pray that God allows you to see what others cannot see. He said, because if you can hear his voice and see his plans, Bradley, before they're put on paper, anybody can rejoice when you rejoice over a written product, but anybody can rejoice when you see something has been manifested, but it takes imagination and faith and vision and discernment to drive down Atlas Road as Bishop Jackson saw 25 years ago and point to an empty field, Clarence, and say, that will be a village. Right by houses, and I'm in the car, and others are sitting there. He says, son, one day the church is going to get all of that, and we're going to change the neighborhood. I said, yeah, dad, okay. I was just riding, driving them around, and I got tired of hearing the stories. Because every now and then, he'll just put me in the car. And mommy, you know that. And y'all will miss us from holiday meal. And he'll say, just drive. My brother Rod will be there. Somebody else would be there. We'd just ride around. And dad will say, you see that? God says, we're going to have a family life center over there. At the time, I'm going, dad, family life center? That land belonged to some bootleggers. He said, oh, y'all, excuse me. <laughs> dad said, that's all right. God told me that he's going to do something that nobody else has seen. I went home and I prayed for my dad. I said, Lord, he's slipping. 
but don't tell me what God can do. And in 1990, where's James Simmons? <laughs> in 1990, what, four? 94, when we dedicated the A.C. Jackson Family Life Center, and in 2004, when a skinny young state senator from Chicago, Illinois, who was running for the U.S. Senate by the name of Barack Hussein Obama, came to the Family Life Center and shot basketball in a go, daddy called me that night and said, boy, didn't I tell you what God, can I preach this? I feel like preaching this. Because there have been some haters in your life that told you you are slipping, told you you don't know what you're talking about. But when God shows you, when God says you're blessed, you're blessed. God says you are highly favored, you are favored. When God says you're the head and not the tail, it's going to happen. When God says you'll own your business, not work for somebody all your life, it has to happen. When God says I'll turn your situation around, when God says your rent will become your mortgage, and your mortgage will become what you own, don't you tell me what God can't do. Don't sleep on my God. Okay, somebody said, don't you doubt what God can do. You all know the story. Some of you have been here. Sal, you was here. You were here with the land that we're on right now. We're on right now. We were next door, filled to capacity. Bishop said, Dara, go call the real estate agent. I said, for what? Tell them we need some more land. I said, for what? We want to build another church. I said, Dad, we already got a church that sits 1,100 people. He said, that won't be enough. Trust me, son. God has showed me something. Woo! Somebody, even if you don't have vision, you ought to thank God for folk in your life that God can show you stuff about you that you won't even believe for yourself. Let me prophesy over Touch somebody and say, you are blessed going in and coming out. Woo! God told me to tell you before 2017 is over, somebody's going to have it turn around. Somebody's going to get what you've been looking for. You don't know it yet, but it's already there. Tell somebody it's already there. Godly imagination Woo! allows you to praise him before you can see it. Allows you to get your cap and gown before you take your final exam. Godly imagination create a space on your wall for your degree when you're about to flunk out. Godly imagination says, I'm not going to be in this place forever. God's going to turn my sin. Godly imagination when your body is sick declares I'm healed. Godly imagination 
when you're broke to say I'm uh, more than a conqueror. Godly imagination when you're hurt said it won't be like this forever. Godly imagination tell every hater in your life you better hate now because when God turned this situation who am I preaching to? I'm preaching to somebody in here. Get ready. Tell somebody, get ready for the turnaround. Get ready for the turnaround. Woo! My time is almost up. But can y'all indulge me just this morning? It's graduation Sunday, so I need a little time to work this message. Look at the text. Look at 2 Kings. And in this text, you will see a great biblical example of the power of a godly imagination. Our text involves the prophet Elijah, who was the protege, and he was uh, the successor to Elijah the prophet. Elijah had a servant. Although the name of the servant is not given in the text, it is believed by many biblical scholars that it is perhaps his number one servant by the name of Jehazel. Uh, Elijah and his servant were always together. He was doing great things through the power of the Holy Spirit who came in the Old Testament in the form of the Shekinah glory of God. Even in this chapter, we see where Elijah lays a stick on the river. And the axe that has sank floated to the top. Elijah was a man of great faith. But that was not the case for his servant. His servant, although he was in the presence of a man of faith, he did not have much faith himself. Elijah's servant was a man who had to see it before he could believe it. E Elijah did not need that because his imagination was fueled by his faith. He had enough faith to believe that God is there even when I don't see him. God is a very present help even in a time of trouble. The text says the Syrian army was out to get Elijah. You know the story, the king of Syria ask the questions, who is a spy for Elijah? Because he knows what I'm going to do even before I do it. Uh, the king of Syria had an advisor who said to him that God gives him vision. Somebody say vision. Said, oh king, Elijah knows what you're thinking even in your bedroom. King got upset and says, I want to destroy Elijah and everybody with him. Where is he? The report went out that he could be found in Dotham. He is in Dotham, not too far from where you are, O king. King of Syria gathered his army and told him to strengthen the force. Get some extra soldiers, get some horses and chariots, and I need you to go. And he sent an entire army after one man. An entire army 
after one man. The army arrived at night. The army encircled the camp where Elijah was. On every hillside, there was an enemy soldier preach Pastor Jackson. Everywhere the natural eye could see, there was a hater. There was an enemy. Everywhere you look, there was somebody out to destroy you. Elijah and his servant wakes up in the morning. Servant of Elijah goes out and uh, says to him, Master, what are we going to do? It looks like we're going to perish. Why? Because the servant saw with his natural eyes the situation. And the situation with his natural eyes, tell somebody with his natural eyes, did not look too promising. Two of them, thousands of enemies all around you. Two minutes to hide. Two minutes to run. Two minutes to act as if they were not there. Enemies thought they had him. Servant of Elijah began to panic because he was relying on his natural senses. God told me to tell you, as long as you are relying on what you see and what you hear, as long as you're relying on what other folk can do for you, you'll never make it. As long as you rely on how the situation looks. Listen, I didn't come here to lie to you. Some of you are in bad shape. But I stopped by to tell you it ain't over. Excuse the grammar. Until God says it's over. It looks bad. You don't have to lie about it. It looks bad. You take a look at your bank account right now, somebody's shaking your head. Say, Pastor, it looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank y'all. Thank some of you ain't ashamed. Say, just shake your head. Say, it looks kind of bad right now. But the good news is the earth is the Lord's. And you are looking at the temporary natural situation. You don't see the infrastructure behind your problem can I preach should I preach should I preach Mike Ishmael I got to preach touch your neighbor say neighbor God's got a backup for every enemy that's up in your face let me preach to this side of the church Say, there is a backup for every enemy that's trying to destroy you. When my enemies and my foe came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled. Look at somebody. Say, don't you dare give up now. Say, don't you dare quit now. Say, it's not what it looks like. Ooh, you can't put your hand to your eye and say, I can see beyond what other folks see. Folks see your habits and know your reputation. 
but they don't know your destiny. They, they don't know what God is. Folks see where you are now, but they can't see where you're headed. Folks see what you're in now, but they don't see what God is about to do for you. Get ready, get ready. I feel like putting a temporary praise on a permanent word. Stand to your feet and throw your head back and Shabbat the Lord, y'all. Before you sit down, touch a neighbor, say neighbor. It's not as bad as it looks. It's not as bad as it seems. Say neighbor, after this, God will get some glory. Any praises in the balcony? Take your seat before church breaks out. But as you take your seat, touch a neighbor, say, neighbor, you see what I'm going through, but you have no idea where I'm going to after this. Woo! God's got a blessing with my name on it. Touch somebody, say, after this, after I come through this, God's got a blessing with my name on it. Oh, y'all gonna make us make the devil mad. Somebody is ready to make the devil mad. After, 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 there is power, there is the You've got 30 seconds to give God your best I don't want you to miss this. Bradley, God dropped this in my spirit in between services. Grab somebody by the hand, listen to the words carefully, and say, I can see what everybody else sees, but everybody else can't see what I see. Oh, you'll catch it later. Yeah. Can we try that one more time? Say, neighbor, I can see what everybody else sees, but everybody else can't see what I see. I see prosperity. I see millionaires. 
I see business owners. I see healed, delivered. Woo! I see family members saved. I see transformation. Come on, church. Come on, church. Say yeah. Say yeah. Woo! Listen, listen. Trying to get through this. Trying to get through this. But you've got my permission to holler and scream and jump and shout anytime you feel like it. Because folks sitting by you don't know what God is about to do in your life. Look over at somebody and say, I, I, I'm sorry. You don't see it, but I can see my future. Baby, I'm blessed. I can see me blessed. I can see me on top. I can see what God is. Listen, listen, you all have to come back Tuesday and let me finish this. Listen to this, listen to this. Everybody who can stand, just stand with me because I'm going to take this out in a powerful way. Listen to this. Elijah, listen to Elijah's prayer. He never prayed that God show him anything. Tell somebody he already saw it. Oh, this he already saw it. <laughs> Sometimes God will show you stuff that other folks say, man, you got to be crazy. How can you do that? But here's his prayer. Lord, open my servant's eyes that he can see what I already know is there. Amen. And God opened the servant's eyes. And he saw for every enemy, there was an angel of God. For every earthly chariot, there was a chariot of fire. I'm preaching to somebody right now. For every demon in your life, God's got a conqueror standing behind your demons. God said, I got your back. I know they came to destroy you, but before they can get to you, they got to get through me. What the servant saw was nothing new. Because here's the word. Look at somebody and say, they were always there. He just didn't know it. Here's what God told me to tell you. You just don't know it. But God has always had your back. <laughs> That's why you didn't lose your mind. That's why what was temporary 
was not permanent. That's why when you went through what you went through, it did not destroy you. That's why when your enemy came in like a flood, God lifted a standard to block what the enemy thought destroy you. It was always. It was always. Tell somebody, God has always been there by my side. Elijah didn't have to see it to know it. He believed it and he knew it was already done. Some of you are still waiting to see stuff. You're still waiting to see your way out. Look at somebody and say, you may not ever see your way out. But it does not mean there is not a way out. Amen, somebody. I believe with my godly Holy Ghost imagination that whatever the situation is, God has already turned it around. Ooh. Anybody know that God has, you are already blessed. You don't even know how blessed you are. But I declare and decree that no devil from the pits of hell can block what God has preordained to happen in your life. Leave your seats wherever you are. Walk down these aisles. Amen. I'm not through but I'm done for the day. <laughs> There's so much more to this message. But here's what God told me to tell you. This is why this is so important. The prayers of Elijah helped his servant. That's why you ought to thank God for those who pray for you. You ought to pray for others. Amen. Listen, one of my favorite songs, choir prepares to sing, is from Bishop Paul Morton. And it simply says, be blessed, my brother. Look at somebody and say, be blessed, my sister, my brother. Be blessed wherever this life leads you. Woo. I can hear Elijah See, Elijah had supernatural peace because he knew that God was always there. When you trust in the fact that God is always there, look at somebody and say, you have supernatural peace. Bishop Morton goes on to write, let me encourage you. Woo! Look at somebody and say, let me speak life to you. Come on, encourage somebody. Tell them you can depend on God to see you through. You can depend on me to pray, to pray for you. I like this next verse. You might be hurting. Anybody in here who's ever been hurting and you ever went through some hurt and wounded by friends and family members? You might be crying. Some folk may have doubted whether you would ever be where you are now. <laughs> you, <laughs> look at what it says, might be worrying and frustrated 
too. But I like this. Let me encourage you. Let me speak life to you. You can depend on God. Encourage somebody and tell them, yes, you can, to see you through. You can depend on me to pray for you. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on praying. Why? Because I see you in the future. This is what God told me to tell you. I see your future. You see where you are now, but you don't know where you're going. Some of you that are standing at this altar, God says 10 years from now, you're going to stand here with more degrees, with business opportunities. Some of you may be millionaires. Some of you may be the next great inventors. I see you in the future. Touch somebody and say, you look better. Tell them, I see you. I see you. Come on, speak faith. I see you walking in favor. <laughs> I see you walking in prosperity. I see your whole family saved. I see all your bills paid off. I see your health totally restored. You can depend on God to see you through. You can depend on me to pray for you. Go tell somebody, be blessed. Come on. Tell them, be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Listen, be blessed. God. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Be blessed, my brother. Come on, somebody else. Let us pray for you. Be blessed. Be blessed. You got to speak it before it happens. Wherever, wherever. Yeah, yeah. Somebody else leave your seat and come to this altar. Amen. God spoke in my spirit, said there are 20 more people out there right now. If you leave your seat right now and stand to this altar, God says, I'll work it out. I'll turn it around. That's right. That's right. Come on. That's right. Yeah. Be blessed. Be blessed. Come on. Get it. Be blessed, my Tell somebody, be blessed. Wherever. Yeah, that's right. Come on. Let me. Let me speak life. I tell somebody you can. I like that. To see you through. Ah, and I touch somebody and say you can. Uh, to pray. Listen, you might be hurting right now. Some of you might be hurting. Listen. Might be crying. Some of you are worrying, and you feel frustrated. But let me encourage you. Somebody ought to encourage somebody else. Let me. 
Woo! You can. Ah, that's all right, choir. Ah. You can. You can depend. Pray, 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 kid. I'm gonna keep on. Woo! Somebody ought to pray right now. Ah. Yeah, yeah. somebody by the hand, put your arms around somebody, touch somebody for the next time. Speak it, speak it. I see you, I see you That's what the devil don't want you to see. You look better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're walking in favor and let me, let me speak life, you can depend to see you through, you can depend on me, I see you in the future again, I see you in the future again, one more time, look at somebody and say, I see you, I see you. Listen, I, I see what others cannot see. The woo, say so, Lord. Woo. Tell somebody you look better. You're walking in favor. Let me speak life. You can to see you through. You can. To pray. Now touch somebody and say, I'll pray for you. Come on, say it like you mean it. You pray for. Listen to this. Watch God. Oh, something is about to happen right now. Come on, tell him I'll pray. You pray. Saint Francis, yeah, yeah. You pray for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something is about to happen right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You pray.
touch God. Come on. Encourage somebody. Encourage somebody. I'll pray. I'll, it's all right. I know it's tough right now. You pray. Out of here, but on Tuesday night, there are three key takeaways that we're going to talk about that the enemy does not want you to declare and decree. And we're going to declare it and decree it all week long. Number one is this we know that the Lord is always there working on our behalf even when we can't see it. Amen? Number two, we know that we can make it. Tell somebody you can make it, even when it doesn't seem like we can. Oh, and number three, for everybody the devil ever told you you are a failure, to everyone that the devil ever told you that you are set back, you've been defeated, we know that we are victorious even when we feel defeated. Tell somebody the devil is alive. Tell them I can see what others cannot see. Watch God change things. Come on, come on and tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God. Watch God. Watch God. Close those eyes to those of you that are streaming live, wherever you may be. Join us, those that are listening by way of radio. Ooh, supernatural peace. The reason we don't panic, the reason we don't panic is because we know that God is always there. Even when we can't see it, we know that he is still a very present help in the time of trouble. It takes a relationship. So here's my question. Here's the challenge. Where do you stand with God? Do you stand perhaps like the servant or are you standing like Elijah? The difference is that the servant knew somebody who knew God. But Elijah knew God. <laughs> you may have a grandmama that knows God. You may have a mama or daddy that knows God. But it's nothing like when you know God. 
for yourself. Here's the challenge. Where are you with God? Some of you, you're being challenged right now. And God is saying, don't you leave for college. Don't you leave for a career opportunity without getting right with me. And if you're here and you want to restore, renew your relationship with God, if you want a relationship with God, if you want to believe in something greater than yourself, after this prayer, you meet us at the altar. If you would like to join this church, we're not perfect. We're just people who can see what, what ordinary eyes cannot see. And the only reason we are standing here on Atlas Road is that there's some people who saw what others could not see. Amen. If you want to be a part of what God is doing, you just meet me at the altar. Say, here I am, Pastor Jackson. I don't want to leave for college. I don't want to go anywhere. I want my family to believe that there is a higher power than ourselves. Amen. Take that step and meet us there. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you for godly imagination. Thank you for allowing us to see beyond what others can see. Thank you for giving us the godly imagination to see beyond what is obvious. Other folks see trouble and we see deliverance. Other folks see sickness and we see healing. Others see poverty, we see prosperity. Others see rebellion in our children. We see deliverance has already happened. It's already there. And we say thank you, Lord. Thank you for what eyes could not see and ears could not hear. Have your way, Lord, in a mighty way. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. And those who know it is so said amen. Amen. Put your arms around somebody and say it's already there. Tell them it's already done. Come on, if you want to make that commitment today, come. You want to come stand with me at the altar. Come on, if you want to commit to something greater than yourself, come on. Come on, you want to be a part of what God's doing. Wherever you are, come stand right here. God's calling you. God's calling you right now. Come on. Somebody want to make that commitment. Come stand right now. God is calling you. Thank you, young lady. I pray. We speak against anxiety. Come on, somebody. It takes a relationship. Watch God. It takes a relationship. Come on, wherever you are right now. Wherever you are, God's calling you. Walk down the aisles. Thank you. Watch God. Watch Somebody else, come on. 
You've got to be bold enough to step out. It's beyond what you see. It's beyond what you know. Watch God. Somebody else. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Somebody, wherever you are, come. Are you bold enough to come? Right now, God is calling you. Watch God and watch God. Come on. Lift those hands. Somebody else is coming. Come on, Lynn. Put your hands together. Give God a hand to pray. Watch God. those hands. Clap those hands and give God a hand of praise. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Already done. You pray. Already done. Seen beyond the obvious. I don't know about you, but I thank God.